0: I just want to do god's will the kind of revolution that the world needs is a christian revolution
1: if you want a miracle you've got to expect it to happen you are the recipients of god's grace and god's blessings and you rejoice in that reality
0: this is life today live and we're celebrating the best of 2023 Number seven today, and you know this may be exactly what you need to hear rolling into this weekend and into the next week with the holidays because <laughs> um, this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, right? But it can also be the most offensive time of the year because sometimes we're with we're people that, that rub us the wrong way. And uh, sometimes we even call them loved ones because they are. But it can be difficult. So this this may be just exactly what you need. Uh, and really, I mean, it's it's year round because what we're talking about is this idea of being unoffendable. And if that seems like foreign to you, or maybe just wrong to you, well, hear us out. Uh, our guest today is named Brant Hansen. You may know him from the radio. This is his book. It's called Unoffendable, uh, and we got together to talk about this. And it was—I thought it was really just one of those things that I needed to hear. Not because I go around offended; I, it kind of affirms some things that I already I already believe. But it's—it's it's just a practice we need desperately, especially in the church. Uh, and so I, I really hope you'll you'll take this to heart and. Put what Brant says into practice because he's going to give you some practical st- steps. You might know his voice. Uh, the Brant Hansen radio show uh, is on a lot of different Christian stations. He's also got a podcast um, with his partner. It's called the, what is it called? The Brant and Sherry Oddcast, O-D-D, cast. Like podcast, but oddcast. He's got a great sense of humor. But uh, a wonderful guy. It's always uh, great to, to be with Brant. We love this uh, interview online so much that we had him on the broadcast show. And you can always check that out. Life today.org. But right now let's learn, let's focus, let's think about being unoffendable with Brant Hanson. Thanks man. Honored to be here. So the the unoffendable thing, Yeah. where did did this start with with, for for you?
1: Well, honestly, I've gone through trauma and stuff like a lot of people growing up, you know, and, um, but but what brought it to fore, thinking about anger, was I was always taught, you know, there's righteous anger and unrighteous anger. And so we need to hang on to the righteous anger. And I was always, like, OK, so but how long am I supposed to hang on to it? And no one can answer that question for me. <laughs> Nobody. And so it, it, even as a radio host, you know how it is. Any job, customer service, people complain. They're, they're upset. They're angry, like, should I get angry about that? That they're not being fair to me? Am I supposed to spend my life being angry when people are wrong or messed up? When I see sin in the world, am I supposed to be angry about that? I honestly didn't know. I thought I was supposed to. So what I did was I started hunting around the Bible, of course, I can't find righteous anger for humans in the Bible. Interesting. Because it's not it's a, it's not in there. I was shocked. Like, I, honestly, like th- that's not what I learned growing up, but, but I have to allow that, hey, God continues to teach us things. God's anger is righteous in the Bible, but he's sinless. And he expects us to forgive people because we're sinners who've been forgiven. That's the consistent message and anger. The only time people are like, Oh, don't you know that verse? Like for people at church, they'll be like, when Ephesians four, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Mm -hmm. It it does say that. So anger is a natural reaction. It's like a fight or flight reaction to things. I I get that that happens. Um, But people don't memorize the rest of the verse. The rest of the verse says, "Get rid of anger before the sun goes down." Oh. And then five verses later, same paragraph: "Get rid of all anger." And people want to act like anger is this thing that we're entitled to, and actually, it'll destroy us. What we're supposed to do is stand up against injustice, to do the right thing, to make the, you know set things right, but not out of anger. Okay. Like there's 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 plenty of motivation to do that uh, without anger. And uh, I like what Dallas Willard said. He's like, whatever we do with anger, we can do better without it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, so Poten Dallas will it yeah. already. Okay. I have fallen yeah. into this. Uh, no, I no, I fully admit I have fallen into this because, you know, there are things God hates. Totally. Uh and and it does say be angry but don't sin, which to me has always said these things should make you angry rather than an acknowledgement of yeah, you will get angry at times. But what do you do with it then? Uh, so um Right. Are you suggesting that if we feel anger that we're already in a bad place or we should just recognize it and know then what to do with it?
1: Okay, the the latter, and it could be the former, but here's what I mean by this. Like I, I, I liken it to like the the one ring from Lord of the Rings, because I like to take every point and reduce it back to Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> also because <laughs> but also because like Frodo didn't ask for that to carry this burden, but he had to but he was supposed to get rid of it. Like you have to throw it in the cracks of doom or it's going to kill you.
0: Mm.
1: That's, that's what anger is. That's the way anger is described in the Bible. Like it's not a fruit of the spirit. People want to act like righteous saying, well, if it's righteous, why are we supposed to get rid of it before the sun goes down? <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not in the list of fruits of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, anger, goodness, like, no, it's on all the, it's in all the negative lists. Because it'll kill it. So here's what's fascinating. I actually got to talk about this a couple of weeks ago in Good Morning America from a Jesus follower perspective, which is really ironic and funny. I didn't expect that, but it was neat because the anchor said, so what are we supposed to do? I was like, well, all of our culture has plenty of articles of like New York Times, Washington Post about our anger epidemic as a culture. And when they talk to psychologists about what to do about it, it's like, take a long walk, listen to some music, take a hot bath clear your mind, do some yoga. It's like they never mention forgiveness, Hmm. which is the actual way that Jesus is giving us to deal with it. It doesn't mean you have to stay in relationship with people forever. Mm -hmm. You may need to end the relationship, but you let go of your sense of anger so that you're not living with this the rest of your life. And the weird thing is, unless you forgive, you are staying in relationship with them for the rest of your life (laughs) in your head. Yeah. So forgiveness is freedom. Jesus' way of living leads to peace. So he's saying forgive or you won't be forgiven. It's like this is a non-negotiable, and you can't say, I forgive you, but I'm staying angry with you. That doesn't make any sense. And the reason you forgive somebody is not because they deserve it. The reason you forgive somebody is because you didn't deserve it.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: So you're honor- you're honoring God by saying, I see what you've done for me. I saw Calvary. I saw that that was on me. I have to extend this to other people. I can't stay angry at them because of what God's done for me. And I know this is a healthier way to live.
0: Okay. So I, I hear you and I'm, I agree with you on anger, but what about offense? Is that, that's not yeah. exactly the same thing.
1: No. And that's perceptive. Like, uh, it's, it's not, I will say this, when you start the day in light of what God has done for you, and this is a practice, Right, so you start the day saying, "I'm going to forgive people in advance for the things that they do, Hmm. what they're going to do." And you know what? People do the same thing over and over. So it's so funny how humans are shocked by the same thing over and over and over. Like, somebody just cut me off on the interstate. Like, have you ever driven before? (laughs) This is what life is like on this planet. I can't believe my mom said that. Like, your mom's been saying stuff like that for sixty-seven years. Like, this is this shouldn't shock you anymore. But if you start the day, you do become unoffendable. You can actually choose at the beginning of the day, "I'm going to forgive people in advance," and it becomes this way of life, where you're you're walking out Jesus' way of forgiveness, and you start to react to things in a different way naturally. Like it's more, it becomes more like Jesus in the moment, because you're you're making this commitment daily to God to forgive people and, and realize you know people are broken, and yet you're going to forgive them. You become less offendable as a result and it, it it's really a i think it's discipleship honestly man
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we look at offense you know the scriptures have a couple things to say about it one is you know if possible live in peace you know don't give offense another one tells us as followers of christ to not take offense and when i look at it in those two components i see it as transactional it's a two-part transaction mm-hmm. so it, the way I understand it, if I'm not going to take offense, you can you can try to give me something. You know, you can try to give me that ring <laughs> all, all day long. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take it. I can be like, mm, nope, sorry, no, no. Nope, nope. You can throw it at me; it's going to fall to the ground because I'm not taking it. I, I, it think is. offense is something we have to willingly take in order to to live with it, to internalize it.
1: Yeah, I think, but in general, in daily life, I think you're right. Now, there are some things that can happen to people, abuse, for example, where it's totally understandable to react to that with fight or flight, this anger thing. And what I'm encouraging them to do, and what, or me, having gone through this as well in a a different way, but like, um, is to say, like, yes, this happened. I have to work towards forgiveness though, because otherwise this anger is going to destroy me. I'll be victimized again. But on a day-to-day basis about just day-to-day offenses, I think you're totally right. Mm -hmm. And I also think that if you're, if you're being offended all the time, it's probably because you have an ego problem. Like, Uh and I I love how Tim Keller talks about that. He's like, you don't even notice your right elbow until after you bang it on. It's already inflamed. Right. Mm -hmm. But then every time you touch something, it's like, ah, Well, you may have an inflamed ego if you're constantly being offended. Mm -hmm. So the more we grow up, like towards being like Jesus, I think the less offendable we get just by the nature of that. Like, I don't have much to be threatened about. What are you going to take from me? See, that's where anger comes from. It's threat. So if I've already like you, you could take my life, but I already gave that away. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have much to lose here. I've already kind of gone all in with this Jesus stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like you become a certain type of person that's not as easily threatened, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, I think I think there's a big part of that.
0: It does. What do you do? Here's the hard question. You mentioned abuse. Uh, And even if someone has suffered abuse and worked through it to a point of forgiveness, that abuse in and of itself is, is offensive. It's an offense. Uh, and it's always going to be an offense. And when it's not an offense, I think maybe we have another problem entirely. What do we do with things that are genuinely offensive, according That's to it. Scripture? That, look,
1: I have no choice, according to Scripture, but to go to God with this and forgive out of my own gratefulness for what He's done for me. That's the scriptural plan for how to deal with this. Mm. So it's, it's like the unmerciful servant story that Jesus tells.
0: That's a tough like, one. I've
1: been, yes, but I've been forgiven a ton. I have to turn around and forgive other people because of that. It's a response to what God has done for me. That's the resource. I've done like TED Talks and stuff on this. I'll talk to a, a mainstream crowd. It's not necessarily – don't look it up. It's terrible, by the way. But like, <laughs> I'll talk to a mainstream crowd, and um, I have to tell them, like, Forgiveness helps everybody. I mean, you can, Jesus is brilliant. He's a genius. In, in in light of all the other things he is about who, who he is as God, like, but his way of life is genius. Forgiveness will benefit you whether you're a believer or not. But honestly, the deepest resource for it comes from being a believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Comes from the fact that I think Jesus has forgiven me, and that I'm no better than anybody else. So this is a way to freedom. Um, it is very difficult when you've gone through horrible things. I tell a story in the book of a guy who was, his, his family of 12 was murdered with him. They thought they'd gotten him, threw them all in a mass grave in Cambodia. Jeez. He emerged from the grave with his with his family. like They're all gone. And he gets out and dedicates himself to avenging their death against the communists. Mm. Well, he finds the guys who did it. But by that time, he'd become a believer. And he realized, I have to forgive these people. Mm. I can't carry around this anger the rest of my life Jesus demands it so I mean there's a pretty extreme example but I wanted to include that because no one's exempt from this like this is something that we all have to walk out because uh, it's what it means to pick up our cross and follow Jesus this is this is what it
0: means yeah Uh, okay don't go look up the TED Talk by Brent Hansen. That's B R A N T H A N S E N. Uh yes. But but check out the book Unoffendable. It's available wherever you get books. Um, the the difficult part I would see if you're talking especially to non-Christian audiences is I don't think we can do this on our own. I I know I couldn't, and I grew up in the church. Um, it's no, I, I don't think so. Um,
1: but you, I mean. I, I talk about a guy named Robert Sapolsky. He's a, he calls himself a militant atheist, and he's a hes a primate neuroendocrinologist from Stanford. And he wrote a book coming at this from an atheistic perspective. I think you'll find this fascinating. It's called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. <laughs> and he writes about why animals, like we're the only creatures on the planet who get ulcers. Nobody else does. And it has to do with stress and anger and anxiety and stuff. But he talks about how your entire physiology changes to avoid threat mm. so that rush that you get when you're angry that fight or flight thing when you're scared like that's that happens to animals but it's only supposed to last for 30 seconds mm. like it's to make you faster to get away from the lion that's chasing after you mm. like all of these their cortisol level adrenaline levels blood sugar levels all of this stuff blood pressure all of, Your reproductive system starts to shut down. All this stuff happens, and it's in order to help you get away or fight back. But he said only humans can hold on to that in their systems, and it kills us. It changes your skin. It changes your weight. It changes your, your blood pressure. It contributes to diabetic situations, like this anger thing. And his conclusion, which I thought was so fascinating, and I got a kick out of it. His conclusion at the end of his course I was listening to was, you know what? I would just tell you students, don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself. <laughs> you should be like an animal that isn't concerned about that stuff. They're only concerned about what's going on right now. And I was like, I have heard that before.
0: <laughs> did, he, did he even know he was quoting Jesus? I d- He didn't
1: seem to. He didn't seem to. And I, I was just like, dude, that's amazing you came that conclusion.
0: Well, that- and ha- how
1: to— well, I'll send her God, go God ahead, tell yeah. us that. I was just thinking like for, he knows how we're made to say, hey, we'll be right. like the birds. Right. God loves us that much. He would say, I just think that's the coolest thing.
0: then that goes that's back cool. to my theory that that science as practiced properly, which is coming up with theories, knocking them down, eliminating what's not true to get to what is true is really just God revealing himself and his creation to us to benefit us. And you can see that in that story. but.
1: Say, yeah, that's totally true. I see that with with the modern you know cognitive psycho or cognitive scientists now they're they basically concluding they're getting no bells for this, no exaggeration for <laughs> concluding that humans are self-righteous machines <laughs> and we're all and we're all deluded about how good we are. That's how they put it. And I'm like again, <laughs> there was a guy a couple thousand
0: years ago <laughs> right yeah even even before him <laughs> there's stuff in the old Oh, Testament. totally totally yeah exactly i love uh, yeah we get that with some of the dietary things is where you go oh i get the science so that weird yeah, law knew, in huh? leviticus makes sense now you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: how have um, how have you personally had to deal with offenses coming your way uh because i know some of your background some some of the struggles mm-hmm. you faced um this is something you had to learn early on.
1: Uh, I didn't know what to do with it because, you know, like a lot of people, if it's family, you go through stuff, it's very difficult. Cause that can stick with you the rest of your life. And if you're told that, well, this is righteous for you to hang on to it. Well, now I'm holding all this and it's destroying me. and It's going to interfere with my relationship. So mm-hmm. learning this has helped me a lot. And that's in the big picture, and in the daily picture, since I'm in the public eye, or I write things, or I'm on the radio, I, before I open an email, I decide I'm gonna forgive this person. <laughs> I mean, before I even open up, well, that's a, that's a really healthy way to live, you mm-hmm. know? That? Like, it's a very, it helps me, like, there's a lightness to it. It really is true, like you tether yourself to Jesus' way of life, you yoke with him, work with him, there's a lightness to life where you, you can laugh more. So instead of being upset that people are unfair with me, I just like, well, that's humans. Well,
0: okay. you know, yeah, I, I do. And, and that's obviously a gift from God to be able to, to live that way. And that's what he wants all of us to do. I'm curious if you, if you had to, if you struggled at all, and, and I don't know the answer this is not leading something I already know, but <laughs> with, almost being offended at god for some of the physical struggles that you face
1: oh yeah you know what um definitely growing up so yeah i have some physical challenges and stuff um and i'm also on the autism spectrum so i had some social challenges for sure like i've come a long way but definitely So yeah, uh, you know what though? I think God can handle that. I actually think if you are upset at Him, the the picture I get from all the stories in the Bible are that you can be really honest with Him, and He can handle. Like that's a that's a good place to go with it. And so I have had it out with Him. <laughs> but I see even Job. Job says a bunch of stuff that's not even right. You know, it's wrong. And then. God basically says, look, you don't know what you're talking about, and then rewards him. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's really sweet to me, too. Like, I think I can have these really honest conversations with God, and he can handle it. Yeah. And that's been really helpful for me to realize.
0: I hope that makes sense. It, it does, and I think it's good for people to hear, because I think especially if you grow up in the church, you're afraid that you might offend God. Yeah, he but, can handle it. Right. Yeah. Now and, and the beauty is is that he starts like you said from a place of forgiveness. And totally, that's the way to uh, it's, it's the way to get rid of a lot of junk. We have a society that says, uh, you know, oh, what you did offends <clears throat> offends me, and it's kind of funny because the I don't I don't know how old you are, but I'm you know, cool. I grew up in in a culture where the church kind of taught us to be offended you know, by all these things mm-hmm. out there and, yeah, and right. I've, I've seen, a li- I've seen some healthy change in that regard, you know, but the world used to be like, Hey man, whatever, you know, but now it's like, it's popular to be offended. And okay. I know, this, this is really a, interesting. Yeah. Right. It's, I don't know like, if it's just kind of a cyclical generational thing or whatever, but how, how do we, how, how do you, mm, can we communicate what you're trying to communicate to a world yes. that just is hung on a fence?
1: Well, I can't. I can't tell them to stop being offended. That doesn't help. Hmm. Like, I'm coming at this from a Jesus followers perspective. But imagine if they saw a people that well, imagine Christians were the most non offended people on the planet. We'd be the only ones. Yeah, we would. Yeah, and, and that would be really compelling. Really compelling because is I've walked this out. Like my wife and I have walked this out. Where we used to be, I used to be pretty Pharisaical by nature. I would say pretty comfortably. I'm a justice and rules guy. That's who I am. I even named my son justice. Like this is who I am. (laughs) I like the rules. Well, we've become more unscandalizable too by people. Like they can't, they can't, we don't see anybody and go, Oh my gosh, you're just just so disgusting. So we've had neighbors that have tried to find out because they know we're believers and they're trying to scandal like, well, but we this and we that. And we like, we don't, we don't, we don't shrink away. Yeah. And we've seen where that's actually busted through (laughs) where they actually will let us pray with them and stuff. Like at first they're Wiccans (laughs) and a year or a year or two later, we're praying with them. Like it's because, because we don't, we know people are messed up. There's scripture about Jesus. It says Jesus knew what they were thinking. No one had to tell Jesus what men were like, like he knows. And I think as a believer in Jesus, if we're, we know people are messed up. Why are we constantly shocked at this? We can look at them with different eyes because of what God has done for us. So I think that's a I think that's a critical point to make.
0: Yeah, and yeah, critical, and not just to hear, but to internalize, to live out. Uh, so that's yeah, that's good. I have someone uh, who's watching who wants me to ask you about the chosen. Is there something there I don't know?
1: Huh. No, I mean I like it.
0: <laughs> okay. <so. laughs> hey, that's the risk I get sometimes. Okay.
1: Do they do, do they think I'm Dallas Jenkins? I, we kind of look like brothers a little bit, so I don't
0: know. Yeah, probably that's probably it. not. Oh. All right. Uh before I let you go, um tell me real quick about I want to show people your website if I can click my buttons quick enough. This is branthanson.com. Uh branthanson.com. You can visit that and I what do you, what do you do on the podcast? That's the thing. That's the question I have for you
1: um it's about half comedic and about half hopefully insightful we take our daily radio show and then we put some extra stuff on there and i mean you can tell here's a guy on the spectrum um who is genuinely hopefully trying to seek god Hmm. but has an odd sense of humor and then my my co-host sherry is an african-american woman with a huge laugh um, and she's brilliant. And she's a comedian in her own right, but she she's pretty, pretty much the straight person that has to put up with <laughs> my my weirdness. Okay. Um. Yeah.
0: And uh, the Bible study because this the I, the whole topic of offense, not taking it forgiveness. It it really is a new for a lot of people new way of living, and it really is a necessary way. Uh, I, I believe in order to really experience. All that God has intended for us on this earth. Uh, you have a Bible study that people can do in their homes now?
1: Yeah, I did a video series, so it's like six videos um of me talking about this and then you can discuss it. So that's online. You get the study guide in the video series, but for small group discussion, like this stuff is fire as the kids would say, because everybody can yeah. relate to this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: Everybody. And we're like, what are we supposed to do with our anger? Like what, there are, there are wrong things, horrible injustices. What are we supposed to do about that? So I tackle that and how to actually live at peace and fight for the good things,
0: the right things. Good. Good. Very good. Check that out. com. Uh, man, I love the conversation. Uh, the time has flown by because this is, a, this is a big one. This is an important one. Uh, is there anything you want to add before I let you go?
1: No. Um, just thanks it's great to talk about and if people are wondering well what am i supposed to do about aren't we supposed to be angry about injustice i do tackle that in the book and talk about hey like um how we do that and historical figures who've done that so
0: yeah well and and tell me if i'm on the same track as you because i don't know but my attitude you know life outreach I've, i've gone and seen i literally saw three children die in a clinic in one day in angola last time i was there uh, one of them that I'd prayed for and, and died later that day. And that to me is an offense in a sense, right? I mean, it just shouldn't, mm-hmm. it should not be this way. But my response, uh, having been places like this, yeah, at first it was, I mean, it was, I've gone through the gamut, anger, depression, um, almost de- like despondency, like this problem's too big. I think the proper response and the one that I found to be healthy is action on our part
1: that's exactly what i'm saying and i even say like well police don't do their jobs better if they're angry yeah Yeah. like the military doesn't do its job judges we don't want judges and these are all people that are charged with taking act like action is where it's at yeah patting ourselves on the back and this is where our culture's at hey i tweeted about something (laughs) i took a stand it's like okay we actually need you to do something (laughs) and to do it and if you're not angry and you do something you're not clouded with anger, your mind's clear and you can actually be tactical and deliberate and loving about it and still do the right thing. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah good. Well, you can dig into that in the book, unoffendable. Uh, and Brant, man, again, I appreciate, I appreciate your Thank time. I you. appreciate you standing up and really just putting this out there in a way that I think we can all understand and actually take hold of to, to live out. Cause it, it will, it'll change your life. I, I promise you this, okay. if you start doing these things, it will change your life. And, I believe in most cases, if not all, it will start to change people around you. Mm-hmm, yep. So, thank you again, man. Thanks. It was a blast. Yeah, I love it. I love the conversation. I love what he's putting out there. And since then, I, I have thought about that quite a bit in places where I might get offended before. I've thought, you know what? I remember that conversation I had with Brent. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose not to be offended, and I'm gonna take some positive steps to you know see what I can do to. To work through a relationship that may be a little difficult, anyway, I hope I hope that, that uh, you can take that with you, uh, where whenever wherever uh, you go, because it, it really is life changing. I'll show you something real quick. Um, there there is the book. Let's see. There's Unoffendable. See it one more time. But if you go to brandhansen.com, he's got uh, a book that's on pre-order right now called Life Is Hard, God Is Good, Let's Dance. So I thought let you know about that. Uh, so you can check out his podcast, Brant Cherry Oddcast. And most of all, if you're watching this like right now, you can enjoy your holiday season resting in the truth that you don't have to take offense, even when other people give offense. Appreciate you being here. Tomorrow is not very Christmassy, I will warn you, but it is probably the hottest cultural topic of the day, of the year, and it's not going away anytime soon. So uh, come back tomorrow for uh, number five and then number six, rather, then number five on Monday. It's a good Christmas one. So we're going to have some fun. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.